continue. Then we reached, and this uh, in Lebanese print, page 94, the Egyptian print, page 74, which is our So having already said what preceded, فَإِذَا قِيلَ لَكْ مَا هِيَ الْأُصُولُ الثَّلَاثَةُ الَّتِي تَجِبُ مَعْرِفَتُهَا فَقُلْ مَعْرِفَةُ الْعَبْدِ رَبَّهُ وَدِينَهُ وَنَبِيَّهُ مُحَمَّدًا صلى الله عليه وسلم Having said in what came last time, the beginning of the main body of the book, the three fundamental principles. So if it is said to you, what are the three fundamental principles which must be known, then say the servant's knowledge of his Lord and his religion and his Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then the author, Shaykh al-Islam, Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab, rahimahullah, he continued, فَإِذَا قِيلَ لَكْ مَنْ رَبُّكْ فَقُلْ رَبِّيَ اللَّهُ الَّذِي رَبَّانِي وَرَبَّى جَمِيعَ الْعَالَمِينَ بِنِعَمِهِ So if it is said to you, who is your Lord? Who is your Rabb? So if it is said to you, who is your Lord? Then say, my Lord is Allah, who nurtured me and all of the creation with his favours. So at this point, with regard to if the person is asked, who is his Rabb, who is his Lord? And this Arabic word Rabb is the same root, and that's why the author brings the word here that we will see, those who might miss the point. Rabbi Allah, Allah Rabbani, my Rabb, my Lord and Nurturer, is Allah, the one who Rabbani, the one who nurtured me. Wa Rabba and nurtured, the same root as Rabba, the verb as well. It's the word from the noun of Tarabiyah, which will follow, the meaning will follow. So, Rabb, the Lord and Nurturer. If it is said to you, who is your Lord, is your Rabb, and say, my Lord, Rabb is Allah, who Rabbani, who did tarbiyah of me, who nurtured me, and all of the creation with his favours. Shaykh Fawzan said, in explanation, Hafidhullah, the Shaykh Rahimahullah, having explained the three fundamental principles in general terms, wanted to explain them in detail one by one with their evidences from the book and the sunnah and from Allah's signs within the creation and from the intellectual evidences and from these, these four aspects of evidence Fawzan said, and it is likewise obligatory to base creed and belief upon proofs from the book and the sunnah and upon examination of the signs which Allah has placed within the creation. Ayatullah al-Kawniyya. It's obligatory to base our aqaqid, our creed and beliefs we base that upon proofs from the book and the sunnah 
and upon examination of Ayatullah al-Kawniyyah, the signs of Allah which he has placed within the creation. So that it should be based, and so that your aqidah, you base it upon this. So that it should be firmly grounded and firmly established in the heart. And so that all doubts are removed. Then <coughs> he mentions a case of someone who does something contrary to, someone who bases his creed and belief upon something else. So he says, as for creed and beliefs based upon shubuhat, based upon incorrect suspicions, incorrect ideas, and upon shakuk, upon doubts, and upon sayings of the people, and upon at-taqlidul atma, and upon blind following, then these will be beliefs which are short-lived, za'ila, short-lived, or will pass away and will not remain firmly established. And the aqeedah, the aqeedah, the belief and creed of the Muslim is not to be based upon these things. Upon shubuhat, false doubts, upon shukuk, misgivings and doubts, upon just sayings of people, upon blind following. Because beliefs, as the Sheikh said, repeat it, they will be beliefs which are za'ila, short-lived, or will pass away and will not remain firmly established. And they will be open to being disproven. And they will be open to being totally refuted. So creed and belief and the rest of the rulings of the legislation are not established except with proofs of the book and the sunnah and with accepted intellectual proofs accepted agreed upon intellectual proofs the book sunnah proofs of the book proofs of the sunnah and accepted intellectual proofs and therefore the shaykh rahimahullah he quoted many proofs for these three fundamental principles <coughs> what, what is found in the rest of the book so no principle from them occurs except that he has supported it with evidences and proofs about which there is certainty which repel doubts and false desires and which firmly implant, which firmly implant the aqidah, the creed and belief in the heart. And he said, he's saying, Rahimahullah, فَإِذَا قِيلَ لَكَ Saying of the author, Shaykh Rasam, Rahimahullah, if it is said to you, Shaykh Fawzan said, meaning if you are asked, if you are asked about your Lord, and this is a question which will occur. It's not something hypothetical which might never happen. It will occur. And it's a question which will occur. You will be indeed asked 
about it in this world and in the hereafter. So it is essential that you have knowledge of your Lord, the mighty and majestic, and that you respond with the correct response based upon certainty and clear proof. So then say, Rabbi Allah, my Lord is Allah. This is the answer. الذي رباني ورب جميع العالمين بنعمه The one who nurtured me and nurtured the whole of the creation with his favors. Sheikh Fawzan said, this is using an intellectual proof. This is using an intellectual proof. And he explains that. So, Rabb, the Lord, the Majestic and Most High. He is the one who nurtures, Yurabbi, is the one who nurtures all of his servants with his favors and nourishes them with the provision which he gives. He creates them after they were previously nothing mentioned. They were in the wombs of their mothers in one form of creation after another within three depths of darkness. And he causes provision to reach them even in the wombs of their mothers and therefore the body of the fetus develops in the womb of the mother and grows larger because the provision from Allah the perfect and most high reaches it and nourishment reaches it This is the point where Shaykh Bazan he explains the tarbiyah, the, the nurturing of Allah for the creation right from the very start, right from when he creates that creation, right from right from the start to the end. The nurturing of Allah for that creation. As he mentions, the stage is within the womb. Now Allah causes his, his provision to reach it and the nourishment which is necessary. Allah is the one who causes it to reach, to reach that fetus within the womb, within the three depths of darkness, within the abdomen, in the womb, in the membrane around the fetus. Then the chef said, then the soul is breathed into it, so it moves and it comes to life by the permission of Allah. This is tarbiyah, this is nurturing in the womb. Then when it comes out, then Allah the Perfect nurtures it with His favors, giving it health and well-being. And He causes the milk of its mother to flow for it. 
so it is nourished until it can eat food and can do without milk then it grows little by little what the chef said then little by little its intellect grows and its hearing and seeing develops it develops little by little <coughs> until it, the child reaches puberty <coughs> then it develops further until it reaches its full strength until that person reaches its full strength and until it reaches 40 years old and it, it is at the limit of its strength then the chef makes the point so who is it that nourishes it from the day when he created it in the womb of its mother until it dies who is it who is it that nourishes it then who is it who causes this food and this drink to be digested and absorbed in its body so that it reaches every cell and muscle and every place in its body who is it and he continues with a, a list of questions here who is it who makes food and drink appetizing for it? Who is it, to, who is it who causes that to pass through and who removes what is harmful from it? Who is it who does this and nurtures this human being? Is it not Allah, the perfect and most high? This is is the Lord, the perfect and most high. Rabbi, the one who nurtures. He is the one who nurtured me and nurtured all of the created beings by his favours. <coughs> Everything upon the face of the earth, from the realms of humans and animals, and the realm, the alam, the realm, the kingdom of the land and the sea, from the greatest created thing to the smallest created thing, upon the land and the sea. All of them are nourished by his favours and his provision. He the Most High said, أَمَّنْ هَذَا الَّذِي يَرْزُقُكُمْ إِنْ أَمْسَكَ رِزْقَةً Surah Al-Mulk, 67th Surah, I-21 With the explanation, Or who is it that could prove, or who is it that could give you provision? If your Lord were to withhold the provision which he gives to you. And Shaykh Razan said, and he said, 
وَمَا مِنْ دَابَّةٍ فِي الْأَرْضِ إِلَّا عَلَى اللَّهِ رِزْقُهَا وَيَعْلَمُ مُسْتَقَرَّهَا وَمُسْتَوْدَعَهَا Surah Hud, the 11th Surah, Ayah 6, with the explanation. And there is no creature upon the earth except that its provision is dependent upon Allah. And he knows its dwelling place and its resting place. And he said, Al-Kabut, the 29th Surah, Ayah 60, with the explanation, and how many a creature there is which does not carry its own provision. Allah provides for it, and for you. He is the all-hearing, the all-knowing. And he is the all-hearing, the all-knowing. Shaykh Razan said, هَذَا هُوَ الرَّبِّ سُبْحَانَهُ This is the Lord. The one free of all imperfections. ذَلِكُمُ اللَّهُ رَبُّكُمْ فَعْبُدُوهُ So Yunus, the 10th Surah, Ayah 3. With the explanation, That is Allah, your Lord. So worship Him alone. Sheikh Bazan said, As for other than Allah, the Majestic and Most High, then it does not possess and have ability over that at all. And those things that have been mentioned, all these things that have been mentioned, Allah's tarbiyah. The Sheikh said, As for other than Allah, the Majestic and Most High, then it does not possess and have ability over anything from that. Neither the idols, nor anything else. No one possesses and has ability No one possesses and has ability over granting provision. Rather, it is one who is marzuq, provided for. And everything else, everything from the creation, everything besides Allah, does not provide, does not give rizq. Rather, it is marzuq. It is something which receives provision. And receives provision from its laws, from Allah. It is makhlukun mithluk. It is a created being like yourself. Whatever it is from creation. Everything besides Allah is marzuq, one who receives provision, one who is a created being just the same as you are. <coughs> Then comes the continuation of the, of the saying of the author, Shaykh al-Islam, Rahimahullah, wa huwa ma'budi, laysa li ma'budun siwa, and he is the one whom I worship, and there is no other whom I worship besides him. Shaykh al-Rawzan said, His saying, وَهُوَ مَعْبُودِي And he is the one whom I worship. Shaykh said, Rabb, the Lord. The one who is like this. And the one who has this, these descriptions, the one who provides. 
nurtures and so on, as we, as we mentioned. The Lord, the one who is like this, he is the one who deserves worship from me and from other than me. Then also the Shaykh Rahimahullah, he draws attention to the fact that it is not sufficient to affirm Rububiyyah. Not, not sufficient to affirm Allah's Lordship. In the first phrase that we had today, where it's mentioned, where if it is said to you, who is your Lord, then say, my Lord is Allah, he nurtured me and all the creation with regard to his favours. Or with his favours. That's with regard to Allah's Lordship. And then he follows that, Shaykh Barazan explains, he ought to follow that by his saying, and he is the one whom I worship. And there is no other one whom I worship besides him. Shaykh Barazan said. Then the Shaykh, Rahimahullah, also draws attention to the fact that it is not sufficient to affirm Rububiyya. It's not sufficient to affirm Lordship. It is not sufficient that you say, my Lord is Allah who nurtured me with his favours. This is not sufficient. You must acknowledge his right to all worship. And you must make all worship purely and sincerely for him. And this is the difference between the Muwahid and the Mushrik. This is the difference between the person of Tawheed and the person of Shirk. So the person of Tawheed affirms the Lordship of Allah, the Mighty Majestic, and he affirms his sole right to worship. He alone, with no partner. Whereas the Mushrik, the person of Shirk, he affirms the Lordship of Allah. However, he is a Mushrik, he is one who associates others with him in his worship. He associates others along with him in his worship of him. He associates along with him those who do not create and do not provide provision and do not possess anything. This is the difference between the person of Tawheed and the person of Shirk, the Mushri. The Muwahid, the person of Tawheed, says, My Lord is Allah. He says, Rabbi Allah, wa huwa ma'budi, wa laysa li ma'budun siwa. The person of Tawheed says, My Lord is Allah, and He is the one whom I worship. And I have no other one whom I worship besides Him. Whereas the Mushrik, the person of Shirk, he says, Rabbi Allah, my Lord is Allah. Just. However, worship with him is not solely for Allah. So he worships along with Allah, and he worships Allah, and along with him, he worships also trees and rocks and awliya, beloved servants of Allah, and salihin and righteous people, and ubur and graves. So he becomes a mushrik, a person of shirk. And the affirmation of lordship does not benefit him. And it does not enter him into Islam. And this person who says, my lord is Allah. And he doesn't worship Allah alone.
then that saying does not benefit him and it does not make him a Muslim. In other words, he remains a mushrik, the person of shirk. Then Shaykh Fawzan said, he's saying, so he's saying, and he is the one whom I worship. He said, meaning, meaning, the deity whom I worship. And he said, and he's saying, and I have no other whom I worship besides him. Shaykh Fawzan said, neither from the angels, nor from the messengers, nor from the righteous people, nor from trees, nor rocks, nor anything else. I have nothing which I worship besides him, he the perfect and most high. This is affirmation of Tawheed with the proof. And this is an intellectual proof. And then he mentioned the textual proof from the Quran. And the proof is his saying, He the Most High, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Surah Al-Fatiha, the first surah, the second ayah. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. The explanation, all praise is for Allah, the Lord and nurturer of the whole of the creation. Shaykh Fawzan said, this ayah is the start of the Qur'an in the Mus'haf. This ayah is the start of the Qur'an in the written copy of the Qur'an, the Mus'haf. There is nothing before it except for Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim with the name of Allah, the extremely merciful, the bestower of mercy. And it is the conclusion of the speech of the people of paradise. This means the saying, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. It's the first thing occurring in the Musa. There's nothing else before it except for Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. He said, and it, the same phrase, is the conclusion of the speech of the people of paradise. And Sheikh Al-Fawzan gives the evidence. He said, he the Most High said, وَآخِرُ دَعْوَاهُمْ عَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ Surah Yunus, the 10th Surah, Ayah 10. And this ayah, as the explainers mention, at Tabari and the famous Basirin mention, is in the context of the people of Paradise. And likewise, the Gathir and his Tafsir. It's in the context of the people of Paradise when they call for anything which they desire. And the ayah mentions what they will say, and at the end of what they will say will be this. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَاهُمْ عَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ With the explanation, and the conclusion of their call will be that all praise is for Allah, the Lord of the whole of creation. Then Shaykh Fawzan said, and Allah the Mighty, Allah said, and Allah the Majestic and Most High began this creation with it, with this phrase, he the Most High said, Alhamdulillahi alladhi khalaqa as-samawati wal-arda waja'ala al-dhulumati wal-nur. Surah Al-An'am, the sixth surah, the first ayah. With the explanation, all praise is for Allah, He who created the heavens and the earth and made the darkness and the light. So he began, this create, he began the creation with that. 
then Sheikh Barzan said. And he will conclude the creation with it. He the Most High said, وَخُدِّيَ بَيْنَهُمْ بِالْحَقِّ وَقِيلَ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ Surah Az-Zumar, the 39th Surah, Ayah 75. <coughs> the explanation in the context of the final judgment that will be passed on the Day of Judgment. <coughs> explanation, and judgment will be passed upon them. And judgment will be passed upon them all with justice. And judgment will be concluded by its being said, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil That all praise is for Allah, the Lord of the whole of creation. Sheikh Fawzan said, So he began the creation with it. And he concluded with it. So it is a tremendous saying. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil All praise is for Allah, the Lord of the whole creation. And just as a side point here, then Al-Tabari, Muhammad ibn Jirir Al-Tabari, in his tafsir, he reports with his chain of narration from Qatada, the famous Mufassir from the Tabi'in, Qatada, that he said exactly the same saying here, and used the same ayahs as evidence. That Qatada, Rahmahullah, said, he began the creation with Alhamdulillah. So he said, Alhamdulillah alladhi khalaqa as-samawati wal-aram. Of course the same as that Allah began the creation with it, he quoted the same ayah from Surah Al-An'am. He said, and he concluded it with Alhamd. So he said, وَقُضِيَ بَيْنَهُمْ بِالْحَقِّ وَقِيلَ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّمْ عَالَمِينَ And he concluded it, he concluded the creation with it. And he quoted the same ayah that Shaykh Barzan quoted from Surah Al-Zumar. End of the side point, end of the quotation from Qatar. Then Shaykh Fawzan said, Akhirullah, explaining what is meant by Alhamd, what is meant by Alhamd. He said, so he's saying, he the Most High, Alhamd. And he defines, gives the definition of Alhamd, what is Hamd. It is praise of the one who is being praised, along with love of him and veneration of him. Then he explains what is meant by the Al. Why is the Hamd, the praise, got Al before it? He said, and the Al, in Al-Hamd, is for istighraq, is to make it totally comprehensive, to cover all praise, to make it totally comprehensive. Meaning, all praise is for Allah. Mulkan wastihqaqan. It belongs to him, meaning it belongs to him. And he is deserving of it. So he is the one who deserves praise. He is the one who deserves Alhamd al-Mutlaq. He is the one who deserves total and unrestricted praise. And that is only Allah. The only one who deserves total praise and unrestricted praise is Allah. Then the Shaykh said, as for other than him, then he can be praised. I mean a person who has done something good, the Shaykh said. Then, as for other than him, then he can be praised in accordance with the level of the fine and good things which he does. He can be praised in accordance with the level of something good which he has done. But as for total and unrestricted and complete praise, 
then it is for Allah, the mighty and majestic. Because and because favors, all of them are from Him. All favors are from Him. Ultimately, all favors came from Allah. Then the Shaykh said, and even the created being, you know, another, another person, even the created being, if he does something good to you, then it is from Allah, the mighty and majestic. He is the one who caused this created being to do something useful for you. And he is the one who enabled him to do, to do good for you. So indeed, praise returns to Allah, the perfect and most high. Even if someone is praised for doing something does something good, so you praise them for, for that good that they did to you. But who is the one who enabled him to do that good? It is Allah. So indeed, praise to the end, praise all praise returns to Allah. Then he makes some grammar points which I'll just quickly run through. So whoever knows you know, basic basic grammar then they'll catch the point or I'll just otherwise I'll just quickly run through. He said and he's saying Lilla the Jar and the Majroor mean the Li and the Allah, the Jar and the Majroor are connected to something left unmentioned, which is the khabar, the predicate for a muqtada, for the subject. So the phrase means Alhamdu Kainun al Mustaqarun Lillahi al Zawajan. He said meaning that the phrase means therefore Praise exists or is confirmed for Allah, the mighty and majestic. That's the meaning of the phrase, Alhamdulillah. Then he explains the meaning of the name of Allah, the most high, his name, Allah. He said, and Allah means The meaning of Allah's name, Allah, is the one possessing divinity and the right to be worshipped over the whole of his creation. The one possessing divinity and the right to be worshipped over the whole of his creation. Then he said, and this name, no one else besides him, he the perfect, can be called it. No one can be called Allah. Even Fir'aun, even the Pharaoh, he did not say, I am Allah. Rather, he said, Ana Rabbukum. He said, I am your Lord. So this name is particular to Allah. No one can ever be called it. And no one has the audacity to say, I am Allah. And again, he mentions a couple of grammar points, which I'll just quickly pass, pass through. Shaykh said, Rabbi, Rabbi al-Alameen, Rabbi, he said, this is a na'at, it's a qualifying noun for Allah's name, and it is majroor, it's in the genitive case, and it is mudaf, it is a governing noun attached to a secondary noun, to a second noun. Al-Alameen is mudafun ilayh, majroorun. Al-Alameen, the word al-Alameen, is a governed noun in the genitive case and the sign that it is majroor is the ya that is alameen and not alamun because it is annexed it is joined to jamb al-rakr as-salim it is joined to the sound 
masculine plurals. Obviously, importance there for those who know the ground point, then you'll understand the ground point. Those who don't, obviously, to understand a phrase in Arabic, you need to know the grammar of the phrase. So that's why the chef mentions the, grammatically what each word, what, you know, the case of the word and how it fits into the sentence, so that you can correctly understand the phrase. Then the chef says, having established that, what's the grammar of the sentence, he says, So it is clear that alhamd, praise, all of it, and athana, extolling, all of it is for Allah, the Lord of the whole of creation. And he mentioned something with regard to the meaning of al-alamin. This, this phrase means the al-alam, the plural of al-alam, the world. He explains the different worlds that are referred to in this plural, al-alamin, the, the worlds, he said. And the world of the angels and the world of inanimate objects and of birds and the world of beasts of prey and the world of animals and the world of insects and of ants and the many worlds that there are, the many worlds or realms of creation that there are upon the land and in the sea they are not known except to Allah and no one can enumerate them except Allah. All of them, Allah is their Lord. All these different worlds, the world, as Shaykh said, the world of the wild animals, the world of ants, the world of every, the world of the angels, the world of inanimate objects, the world of birds, each of them, their Lord is Allah. And he said the phrase, Rabbul Alameen, the Lord of, the, of all the worlds, another word, in other words, the Lord of all the creation. Shaykh said this phrase, Rabbul Alameen, the Lord of the whole of creation. This cannot be applied except to Allah. It cannot be used, this title, except for Allah. The perfect, the mighty and majestic. It is not possible for anyone to be called Rabbul Alameen, the Lord of the whole of creation. So if it is said, Ar-Rab, if it is said, so if it is said, Arab, the Lord, then this cannot be used except for Allah. The Lord, the sole Lord, this cannot be used except for Allah. Just for Allah, the majestic and most high. It cannot be used except for Him. As for a created being, then the term can be used restrictively. In the term Rabb, if the term Ar-Rab is used, the Lord, in the sole Lord, unrestrictedly, that is only for Allah. As for the term Rab, Lord or owner or master, then it can be used, as the Shaykh said, in a restricted sense for the creation. He said, as for a created being, then it can be used restrictedly, so that it is said, Rabbuddar, can be said about a person, that he is Rabbuddar, the master of the house. Or it can be said, he is Rabbul Bahima. He is the owner of the animal. Meaning its owner and its master. In the Arabic language you can say about someone that he is Rabbuddar, the Rabb of the house. Meaning of, means he's the master of the house. Or you can say about a person he is Rabbul Bahima, he is the Rabb of the animal, meaning the owner of the animal only. In a restricted sense of, of that restricted thing, he is the Rabb. Meaning the master or the owner. Chef said, meaning the owner 
andamasdi